thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Have you ever made an excuse to get out of doing something? Have you ever caught yourself limiting God with your excuses? As Pastor J.D. shares today, you can't limit God with your thoughts, actions, or words. God knows everything. You don't. Follow Him and His will for your life, and He will always provide for you. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 21st. 2023. When things are going good, what does your prayer life sound like and look like? Probably a lot like mine. Thank you, Lord. Bless them. Bless this. Bless that. Jesus' name, amen. But then let adversity strike. Oh, God, creator of the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. Oh, now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. This is so true for us in the sense that the evil of this last hour has risen to the level of warranting this level of persistent prayer. Now the question becomes, one of why it is and even how it is that we too can also be numbered amongst those of whom it said they always persist in prayer so as to not lose heart in this evil day. And I am keenly aware that whenever I talk about prayer, it has this unintended effect of guilt, the gift that keeps on giving, as one said. I mean, who among us has prayed enough? Is there such a thing? Whenever it comes to the, the topic of prayer, the matter of prayer, there's always that sense of, man, I need to pray more. Yes, you do. But never imagine that God is in heaven going, I'm going to make you a man of prayer if it's the last thing I do. No. Can you imagine? Think about it as an earthly father, earthly parent. Ugh, i got to spend time with my father. I'm going to get this over with. i gotta, I got to talk to him. i got to spend time with him. That's okay, honey, sweetheart. That's, that's okay. Don't, don't bother. I don't want to lie that. I don't want it to be a got to, I want it to be a get to. I mean, think about this. We get to and have unfettered access to God anytime. 
We never get voicemail. We never get the secretarial screen. Do they still have that these days? I don't know anymore. I don't get out much. He's always at the ready, waiting. JD, just come to me. Bring that to me. Why are you carrying that? It's killing you. Why are you so weighed down with that burden and that care? Cast your care on me, for I care for you. Just come to me. I have everything you need right here. Come to me. Let's talk. But we don't do that. We don't call on the Lord. We call everyone but the Lord. And by the way, can I just lovingly, and the Lord knows my heart, I just would lovingly suggest that sometimes the worst thing you can do is to call someone up and try to have them help you, because how are they going to help you? In fact, if anything, maybe I better speak for myself, they make it worse. Where's your faith? What's the matter with you? Oh, there must be some deep sin in your life. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I dialed Job's friend. On the <laughs> Can I just take it a step further, just real quick? I wonder sometimes, again, I'll speak from my own prayer life, from my own experience. I wonder sometimes if God allows that phone call to take place. So I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? Why did I even call them? And the Lord's like, I know, why did you? Hello? You've got my number. In fact, it won't even ring. I'll pick it up even before it rings, because I know you're going to call me before you call me. So it's not going to ring. Ring, ring, ring. And then when he answers, by the way, it's never like, what? Oh, sorry, God, I, I know you're busy. <laughs> no, it's more like this. I've been waiting for you. Come to me. I love you so much. I want to share with you, it's not exhaustive, but several powerful truths the Lord has been teaching me about prayer over the years in my own walk with the Lord. First, by way of a preface, while prayer is one of the most powerful tools in our spiritual toolbox, it's also the tool that most of us do not avail ourselves of. And this for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that Satan knows prayer is the deciding factor in his defeat, which is why prayer is so difficult. This explains why it is that when you start to pray, all hell literally breaks loose. See, Satan knows when you pray, it's game over for him. So he'll do everything and stop at nothing to keep you from praying. Because if you can beat the devil in prayer, you've got everything else. He cannot mess with you. 
He knows it's the deciding factor. Prayer. When a child of God prays to his God, the devil knows, uh uh-oh, and he runs as fast as he can, as far away as he can, because he knows now you got your daddy involved. That's why prayer can be so difficult. It's also, in addition to being difficult, it's been complicated. I'm not going to lay the blame solely at the feet of the enemy on this. I think we're to blame for complicating the simplicity of prayer. The volumes that have been written, the books on prayer, my goodness, you could fill a library ten times over. I shared with you, it's true story. It was a number of years ago. I, I really set out and even prayed, God, make me a man of prayer, to which I could almost hear God saying, are you sure you want me to do that? No, I want to be a man of prayer. Okay. So, I, I mean, I was determined. So I went out and I bought me some big books on prayer, voluminous volumes, this thick. I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this book on prayer. A good book, I, I, nothing against them, okay? I got a library full of them. You're welcome to them if you want. Actually, no, I'm not going to give them to you. But one in particular, E.M. Bounds. You want to read a good book on prayer, read E.M. Bounds. And here I got this book, and I mean, I'm all right, all right. And then I'm sitting there, and the Holy Spirit in that still small voice starts speaking to my heart like, oh, that's a, that's a big book. Yeah, no, man, I'm going to be a man of prayer. Yeah, that's going to take you a while. Yeah, but I'm going to do it. Uh, J.D., what about maybe just instead of reading that book on prayer, you just prayed? You know how when the Holy Spirit light bulbs go off, you're like, that's a great idea. The amount of time that it would have taken me to read a book on prayer, I could have been in prayer. And so I did. And wow. I mean, it was, I just don't have any other word, but wow. Just wow. You know, I always know I made a good decision when my only regret is that I didn't make it sooner. And such was the case. But let me just expound briefly on how we, we have complicated prayer. And I'm, I mean, we're cooperating with the enemy who wants nothing more than for us to complicate prayer, because if prayer becomes so complicated, then we won't do it. You know what prayer is? You ready for it? Wait for it. It's talking to God, your daddy in heaven, Baba, Abba, Papa, Baba, I need you, God. I need you. You know, and sometimes, I, and I guess this is probably as good of a time as any to mention this, sometimes you just can't pray 
because you're in such deep pain. And I get that. And I know all about that. And sometimes those are just wordless prayers. They're liquid prayers, as one affectionately referred to them, where you, you can't. All you can do is just moan and cry. Those are powerful prayers, by the way, because God hearkens unto the voice of your cry. You're a child of God crying out to your heavenly Father, your loving, tender, heavenly Father, who loves you more than you could ever imagine. I know as a parent, as a young parent with young children, man, I, when my kids would cry, I would just go crazy. Remember that uh, let them cry it out movement back in the, I don't know, this is a number of years ago. Let them cry it out. Well, we tried that, my wife and I, because we had to sleep. We never slept. In fact, when our first son was born, we haven't slept since. So we're like, okay, you know, we got to get some sleep. We're sleep deprived. So just let them cry it out. Oh, okay, well, let's do it. So we let, let them cry it out. I think, and this is not an exaggeration, I think it lasted, for me, I think I made it about, I didn't make it a minute. That's not an exaggeration. I think about 30, 40 seconds into it, I'm like running in there, okay, Habibi, what's wrong? Oh, it's okay. What's your point, Pastor? My point is, I'm so glad that God doesn't let us cry it out. Oh no, He hearkens unto the voice of our cry. Speedily, quickly He rushes in. Shh! JD's crying out to me. The silence in the heavens, the, the hush of heaven, the holy hush of heaven. Be quiet. He's praying. What is prayer? <laughs> that before the throne of Almighty God is, is a fragrance, an incense, pleasing in His sight. Again, as a young parent, you'll forgive another personal reference, but I just loved, I recorded, we all have the home videos of our kids, right? And they were so adorable. I just love to hear. That's why we talked their language, goo goo gaga, just to get some expression out of them and hear them squeak and squawk and talk. And, you know, of course, the first words you always want as a father is dada. Say, honey, did you hear that? He said, dad, that first. Oh, how much more to our Heavenly Father. That's all prayer is. It's just talking to God. This alone has encouraged and settled my heart such that I can come to my tender, loving, heavenly Father anytime with anything, knowing that He always hears my prayers. And not only does He always hear my prayers, He will always answer my prayers the same exact way that I would answer my own prayers if I knew what He knew. That really settles me. Actually, this is 
Another problem that explains, not excuses, but explains prayerlessness. Stay with me. Because God, who always answers my prayers, doesn't answer my prayers the way I want, or how I want, and certainly when I want, I stop praying. I stop asking. Then, when this happens, we have not an answer to prayer because we asked not for an answer in prayer, as James says. Oh, may it never be said of us that we have not because we ask not. If you would have but asked, if you would have just come to me and asked me for that, I would have given it to you. If it brings me glory and it's for your good, you got it. I'll give you anything. You ask anything of me. If it's according to my will, for my glory, and for your good, why would I not give that to you? The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Romans, chapter 8 of Romans, says it and frames it in a very interesting way. He says, how in the world does, this is a very loose paraphrase, but here's the essence of it. How in the world does it make any sense to you, Romans, that if God was unwilling to spare His only begotten Son, and was willing to give you His only begotten Son to die for you. Is there anything He would withhold from you? How does that make any sense to you? God God will give you anything. He'll withhold nothing from you. Just ask. Yeah, but... This is a big ask. Oh, he's a big God. I did not mean for this to be a sermon on prayer, but maybe this is a word fitly spoken on prayer. Question. Do you find it interesting that the disciples would ask Jesus to teach them to pray? See, I totally wouldn't have done that. I would have asked Jesus to teach me to preach. Teach me to teach. No, they didn't ask him to teach them to preach. They asked him to teach them to pray. Not how to pray. No. Teach me to pray. I don't want to just be taught how to pray. I want to be taught to pray. Have you ever asked yourself, why they would ask Jesus to teach them to pray? Could it be because they saw firsthand what happened when Jesus prayed? I point this out because of another account also in Luke's gospel, seven chapters earlier in chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. Now it came to pass as he, speaking of Jesus, was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And he said to them, verse 5, listen, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And verse 7, he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut. My kids are in bed. I cannot rise. Well, that sounds like the parable of the persistent prayer of the widow. And then he says this, verse 8, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, thanks a lot, friend, about former friend now, (laughs) yet because of his, and here it is again, persistent. He will rise and give him as, watch this, many as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened You know, this is a misunderstood promise, powerful promise, sadly misunderstood, because it kind of comes packaged with a false teaching, by the way, that if you have to ask more than once, that's a demonstration of a lack of faith. Nothing can be further from the truth. When Jesus says, ask, in the original, it carries with it the idea of ask and keep on asking and don't stop asking. Uh, knock. Keep knocking. Is that getting on your nerves? Well, it's getting on apparently these guys' nerves. So they're going to get out of bed. Again, God's not reluctant. And by the way, God is not in bed either. Whoever asks and keeps on asking, whoever seeks and keeps on seeking, whoever knocks and keeps on knocking, persistently, tenaciously. Well, this brings me full circle to the aforementioned explanation of how we ought to pray as Jesus taught, so as to not lose heart. Pictured here is a prayer chart of sorts that I organized and categorized specific to specific prayers as it relates to specific evils. The first is the evil that makes us lose heart. Second, a suggested way to pray to not lose heart. And third, the scripture references to encourage our heart. You've been listening to a prophecy update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, 
but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.